Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. This is the time that we bring you the uh, top s- stories at denversports.com. Give you a chance to uh, read them. They're free to you. Check it out. We start with uh, the king of the chicken littles, mm. James Merrillat, writing at uh, denversports.com that the Matt Patricia interview is a sign that the Broncos and Sean Payton are scrambling. Let me read directly here, and then I'll let you respond. Uh, The fact that Peyton waited until now suggests an inconvenient truth. Denver's new head coach is having to expand his search. Why? Because either he didn't like the four candidates already in the mix, they didn't like the Broncos, or both. As a result, the head coach is left scrambling. Okay, let me, let me. So you're scrambling with a guy who's a multiple Super Bowl winner as a coordinator. That's the scramble? Seriously, is that... Well, the idea is that he wasn't your first choice. Okay, so... The the whole thought about him scrambling... Dude, that dude is as accomplished as any coordinator in football. I mean, that dude is... That dude has done unbelievable things as a coordinator. So you have that. One. So what was what was his con that they either didn't want him or he didn't like the way they interviewed? So you would rather him, if he didn't like the way a coach interviewed, he didn't like the answers the coach gave you, you'd rather him just hire that guy for the sake of getting somebody hired. Is that how James is that how James runs the digital department? He gets somebody that throws a crappy article his way and he needs a new like and it's the worst written article ever, but he signs him because we gotta have somebody. Or do you go on to the next guy? Or gal? I mean, is that the way you operate your business? I just hire anybody, even if I don't like them, simply because I need to fill the position. That's that's not how it works. It's not how you do it. You got to understand. And I love my media brothers and sisters, but I got to call some of them out. Okay, a lot of them looked silly during the head coaching search. In their quest to be first or to be right and to be able to sit back and pound their chest and say, "I got it right." You had a lot of people in this business who looked foolish. Oh, it's Harbaugh. It's Harbaugh. It's his job to lose. They've already agreed he's going to be announced next week. Or, hey, it's D'Amico Ryans. It's going to be D'Amico Ryans. I'm telling you, it's going to be D'Amico Ryans. No, it's going to be somebody else. And then it played out. It played out. All the speculation. And who did the Broncos end up with as their head coach? The, the best candidate. Right. Yeah. They got the best candidate. You're right. And we're we're seeing it again here. People are taking a process that's drawn out as a sign that Sean Payton doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh who would you rather 
Sean Payton be talking to? A group that includes Rex Ryan, Matt Patricia, Vance Joseph, or Drew Petzing, Bobby Slowick, or in the case of uh, Indianapolis, they don't even have a defensive coordinator yet. See, people are like, wow, you know, look at these other coaches. They hired their staffs right away. Yes, they did. With with guys who are just desperate to try to get an opportunity to coach or coach again, right? They, they have to take the first opportunity. You had a staff that was put together very quickly last year. Mm-hmm. Very quickly. Well, let me tell you what happens. Let me tell you real quick, Mike, what happens with young first-time coaches. Okay? Guys that start to know that they're going to get an opportunity. Guys like Jonathan Gannon, who is a, 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 I love him. Guys like, uh, um, oh, Shane Steichen, mm-hmm. who I also, I really like Shane Steichen as well. He hasn't named the defensive coordinator yet. In but, but you know what happens? What happens is they talk to all their guys who are receiver coaches, who they came up with, who they worked with along the way. And they say, hey, man, if I ever get the opportunity, you're coming with me. It's exactly, exactly what Hackett did here. If I get the opportunity, you're coming. We're, hey, we're, we're putting a first-time band together. I'm just kind of curious for James and Matt Smith and D-Mac and all these these, these guys who are uh, ripping on Peyton and, you know, he's indecisive and he doesn't have a plan and, you know, he's scrambling. Since you guys are such experts on how to put together a staff, why weren't you up front and screaming from the mountaintops about how bad a staff Nathaniel right. Hackett put together last year when every guy who was hired was hired to do something that he'd never done before. Right. Yes. You love that. Yeah. James, I've seen your tweets after Nathaniel Hackett took the job. You love Nathaniel Hackett. Everybody loved Nathaniel Hackett. Everyone sure. loved Dwayne Stooks. Dwayne Stooks. Oh, my God. Look at, I mean, look at the passion when he does the press conference. That guy's scary. Right? Remind- How'd that work out? Yeah. It reminds me of an old joke, but I got to clean it up quite a bit. But I think it's appropriate if it's cleaned up. Okay. Young cow or young bull, old bull on top of a hill. Looking out over the field with a bunch of young cows bound down there. A bunch of cows down there. Young bull goes, let's go down there and woo one of those cows. The old bull goes, let's go down and woo them all. <laughs> Right? Except, no, let's try. except for Wu. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they try to date him. Uh-huh. We cleaned it up quite a bit. But it's the it's the it's the young it's the young bull versus the old bull. The old bull's not in a hurry to get where he eventually's gonna be. He's eventually gonna have a great D coordinator. I'm not gonna rush right into it. I'm gonna get the one that I want. And if you start thinking about this is not like a, a pretty shallow offensive coordinator pool that's out there. Again, Jonathan Gannon, a defensive guy, hired as his offensive coordinator in Arizona, Drew Petzing. Yeah. Yeah, he was a Seattle, was he QB coach or something? Sure. 
Yeah. Okay, hey, listen, you, you want to elevate a QB coach or a run game coordinator, an offensive coordinator? These guys are going to come running. Yeah. They, you, can, you can hire those you, guys immediately. You can get anybody. Anybody. You can go anywhere in the league right now and find a quarterback coach and go, hey, do you want to be my offensive coordinator? You know what he's doing? Packing. Honey, we've moved to Denver, but you didn't even talk to me. Doesn't matter. I'm the OC. And by the way, folks... This, How'd that work out this with should not be a surprise. Well, exactly. You right. know. You know what? I'll t- yeah, James, you want a plan, right? You want your new head coach to act decisively, right? Uh huh. Hire your guy right away. How'd that work out when Vic Fangio hired Rich Scangarello, and then mm-hmm. one year later replaced him with Pat Shermer? Yeah. Tell, tell me how that advanced. The cause of the Denver Broncos at all. We were actually trying to throw incompletions. I think I missed a, a, a very important part of the woo joke. Texter reminded me. The young bull says, let's run down and woo a cow. The old bull says, let's walk down and woo them all. <laughs> let's rock. Thank you, Texter. All right. Thank you. Yeah. By the way, I got one for you. Oh, do you? I got one for okay, you. Okay, this all is right, fun. Joke done. Why is a chicken funny? Why is a chicken funny? I don't know. Because! <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Oh, that's, like, that's like knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting Boo! cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, listen. Okay. I don't I don't know if you people find it funny, but we laugh, and we find it funny, and that's really all that matters to us. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, let me get, uh, let's get uh, back on uh, back track. On track. Well, Andrew Mason, the counter to James Merrill at DenverSports.com, as he writes, Mace writes, Broncos country, relax. The team now has a coach who knows what he's doing. Thank you, Mace. Thank you. It's exactly right. You're sure? I'll just play devil's advocate here is this is this sean payton he told us when he took the job i'm gonna be uh what was it slow uh slow, slow to hire quick to fire. right slow to hire i i felt that i rushed a little bit through the first coaching staff i put together in new orleans i'm gonna take my time this time sure so are we seeing a guy take his time i think that's exactly what we're seeing and i will tell i like i will tell you had the opportunity, it's just been a blessing the last five or six years to travel around the league and, and call games and be in all these facilities, Mike. And I've been in the New Orleans Saints facility, you know, a handful of times over the years. I've also had them on the road a handful of times over the years. Sean Payton runs a well-oiled machine. And I, I will tell you, man, there are times I walk into a practice facility on a Friday and I'm like what are these people doing like, like this is as, as poorly run as anything I've ever seen there's a difference and again all those organizations you know what they think they're doing they think they're doing it the right way they think they're going hard and they think but there's a difference man there's a huge difference so Anyhow, I guess I'm just 
I, I'm just I'm just confused as to to why after six years of watching coaching staffs mm-hmm. put together, hired, and hired quickly, by the way. VJ staff that got put together pretty quickly. Sure. Vic staff got put together pretty quickly. The, well the other thing Hackett staff right. got put together pretty quickly. How'd that work out? The other How thing, did that work right. out? The other thing about those staffs, especially VJ staff, I don't know how much VJ had say in putting oh, his staff he didn't. together. Right. Like one thing you know you're getting here, and this is what I love, one thing you know you're getting is you're getting a staff that is handpicked by Sean Payton. So when I when I talked to when I had dinner with Minuski the other night who who interviewed for the linebacker coach here, and I said, So what's what's the protocol tomorrow? He goes, Well Sean's meeting me over here for for coffee in the morning. We'll discuss a bunch of stuff, then we'll go over to the facility, you know, and, and further discuss things. It wasn't, hey man, George Payton is meeting me over here and we're gonna or you know, some underling, you know, it, it was Sean Payton's coming over, we're having coffee together, and we're gonna discuss football. Right? That it's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. So check out those two articles, two different opinions. Mace, Marilat, mm-hmm. read them both at denversports.com. Let us know what you think. More from Mace as he says, he writes, could Michael Thomas shake up the wide receiver room? Obvious Peyton connection? I Michael Thomas is not available. Yet. No, no, no. I mean, not available when he's available. He's he's been hurt since he put on that put up that monstrous season a few years ago. The dude doesn't play. Now he's a big, strong cat. He ain't outrunning anybody. But you want to talk about bodying up slants and hooks and curls and crossing routes and that dude is a monster when it comes to that stuff. But the dude, I, I venture to guess. He's had a handful of games the last two years. Sat out 2021 and played three games last year. So he's played in the last three years, 2020, 2021, 2022, out of what? A a potential of uh, 32, uh, 49 games. Okay. 16, 16, 32, 17, 49 games. He's played in 10. Right. Sorry. I mean, he can prove himself somewhere else. Yeah, but if you can get him on a well, no, if team, you, team friendly, make good type you, deal. If you're getting him on a one year yeah. league minimum deal yeah. or something, you know, then what that's the heck, a what that kind of deal. Yeah. Then that's that's a different story. Would you trade Corlin Sutton if you could? Sure. What would I get for him? Would you trade Jerry Judy if you could? No, it depends on what I could get for him. Yeah. Again, I again, like I said yesterday, dude. I I don't want professional athletes. I want professional football players. Okay, and I, I you've made yourself right. clear how you feel about Jerry Judy. That when Jerry Judy's the primary guy, when Jerry Judy's the the, the focal point of the game plan, that guy is engaged. Yeah. But when he's not, 
And maybe he's asked to run a, a decoy route, for mm. example, to try to get somebody else open. Less than 100%, right? Sure. Okay. Never mind the fact that he doesn't want to be a willing participate in the, the run game, the pick game, that kind of mm. thing. Where are you on Sutton right now? Um, Too many drops. And just not... Man, if you lose your explosion, you know you have to be bigger and tougher than everybody else. You're six foot three and you're two hundred twenty pounds. I, I I don't need you to play like you're five ten one eighty. I need you to play six three two twenty. So again, it comes down to a, a football thing for me. So, like I would, like for me, there's it's not even close. The guy I like the best who was out last season with the ACLs, Tim Patrick, because I know what I'm going to get from him. He's a football player. That dude's a football player. And so, you know, I, I would like, I wouldn't just give Jerry Judy away, but if you could get a haul. You're not going to get a haul for him. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. So you're better off making him the primary. I, I remember a story, I think, I want to say it was when Dion, um, so when Dion came over to um, the Cowboys and they were at practice and Dion would always cheat the coverage. He'd be picking balls off right and left. He'd just leave his receiver all the time. And finally they were just like, dude, what, what is it about? How do you know? I, I, maybe was, I don't know if it was Michael Irvin he was covering or if it was Alvin Harper, whoever it was. Like, how do you know? How do you just gamble all this time? He goes, gamble? I don't gamble. He goes, if, and I don't want to talk out of turn. It may have been Michael, whoever it was. If that receiver adjusts his gloves when he comes to the line of scrimmage, ball's coming his way. When he doesn't, he's a decoy. He's half-ass. I'm just taking off. I'm going to go make a play because I know he doesn't expect the ball. Like, little nuanced things like that. Yep. That you pick up on. And that stuff is real. I mean, we 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 drafted a guy very high when I was in Washington. You could look it up. I'm not going to use his name. Drafted a guy very high as a receiver. is awful. Awful. Great return. Awful. Heisman winner. Awful. Every guy on our defense said, you can tell when he's a primary when he's not. And when he's not, you know, don't even have to cover him. He's just coming out of his breaks half-ass. He's not. I, stuff like that matters. It matters. He won a Heisman? Yeah. Well, that's kind of a nice little hint you gave us. Yeah. Game a great return in this league. Great returner. But I think he was a fourth overall pick. Oh, Desmond Howard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Never, never materialized no, he as didn't. a receiver. He did not. No. But it was a great returner. Great returner. But you didn't draft him fourth overall or whatever to be a returner. Right. It's not why you drafted him. I think he was a Super Bowl MVP. Yes, he was. As a returner. As a returner. Crazy. I'm just throwing everybody under the bus. Boy, you Who are. wants to come out next? Yeah. Come on. Hey. Come get a taste, hey, people. Come on. Mark's feisty today. We come love get a taste. feisty Mark. Feisty stink. All right, let's see if this makes you feisty. Jake Shapiro, who, by the way, this had to be a tough article for him to write because he's a huge CU fan. He's loving himself some Deion Sanders. Uh Loving him. Yeah.
But the odds makers don't necessarily agree as uh, Jake shares the info at denversports.com how the first two games for the Buffs, their odds have been posted by the wise guys. The Buffs open as a 17.5 point underdog at TCU in week one and a seven point dog at home to Nebraska in week two. Considering all the hype and an energy and excitement surrounding Dion and what he's going to do at CU, do these lines kind of sober you a little bit? Um, and for me, not really. I mean, there's so much newness, and the program has been so bad that I understand why maybe with the uh, Sharps there's not a lot of uh, a lot of faith. But I want to see. I want to see them compete. I, like one thing, I, I'm I'm pretty positive on. I don't know how good they'll be, but I do believe that they're going to compete their butts off. Yeah, I that that surprised me a little bit because it you've got part of the idea of the transfer portal is you're getting guys who've played. You've got a quarterback yeah. in his son who's a two year starter in, in in college football. Now, granted, not at a, a power five level, but still, mm-hmm. this isn't somebody who was just coming out of high school. He's he's played college yeah. football for a couple of years right. and has and done really well. So, I, you know, I said this early on when when people were like pumping the brakes for the first season. I said you can't you can't have all this enthusiasm and then just go out and lose football games because after a while that enthusiasm will be replaced by. All right, I'll check back again when it comes time right. for the offseason and transfer portal time and recruiting, and we'll get excited again about that. But at some point, the product on the field has to make all that excitement. you got to pay it off. And that's why when you see that Vegas has CU at around like a four-and-a-half mm-hmm. win total, they better be over. Because otherwise, the momentum right. you gain that you've gained, deservedly so, you're going to just kind of – it's just going to kind of fizzle out. You gotta be. You've got to be fighting for a bowl game. Absolutely, got to be fighting. Absolutely, for a bowl game. and and I'm with you on the talent. Now it's about making that talent play together. You know, bringing that talent together to play well together. So that that that's a, a tall task. But yeah, I'm with you. I I believe they'll fly by that win total and be fighting for a uh, you know a, a bowl game berth. Bowl game this year, six wins. Compete for a Pac-12 championship year two. Probably finish more in that, you know, nine win mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. Maybe, just maybe, that'd be a big jump. But I think you can get to this level in year two if you get to a bowl game in year one. I think by year two, especially with the expansion of the playoff to 12, you could be like right on the outside. On the cusp. Right on the cusp. And then year three... You're trying to win a national championship, right. right? Yeah. But in order to follow that kind of timeline where by mm-hmm. year three you're thinking national title chances, you can't win two or three games right. this year. I'm let me sorry. Ask you, you can't make that you, kind of joke. Let me ask you a question. What exactly is a cusp? Ooh. Like when you have a picture uh-huh. in your mind yeah. of a cusp. We're right on the cusp. Edge. Right on the edge. Yeah. Cusp. Like it's 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 ready to just teeter over. Like if you're like, right on the edge. Well, what's it's, not, it's, it's not as uh, evocative an image. Like if uh, okay, if you, if you leave your, your putt short, uh-huh. 
and it's just and you're like, oh, I right left, on the, I left it right on the edge. Yeah, is that right, as right cool the, as? Oh, that thing's right on the cusp. And your sizable head. Yes. What is the picture that you have of a cusp? Like you close your eyes and you see a cusp. What does that cusp look like? I think of it. I think of like a an abyss, like. You know, you're you on peek the edge, over the edge, peek and, over the edge, and like it's just nothing but that's a long way down. Yeah, that's the cusp. Like it's like a hold to the center of the earth. Like here, I'm good. There, bad. Right, I'm on the cusp. But yeah. it's not just. It's just not the 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 literal cusp. You know, you could be the Nuggets are on the cusp of being an NBA championship yeah. contender. See, the cusp. The, the thing cusp. that's cool about the cusp. Is it can be both kind of a negative connotation, correct, and a positive Absolutely. as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a very wow. versatile word. <laughs> Cusp. Cusp. Thank you, buddy. But it's fun to say. Yeah, use it in a sense today. Cusp. When you get to work, throw a cusp in there. Throw a cusp or a stave. Anytime you can use stave. Anytime you can use stave. But stave is only really useful in one context. Correct. Cusp. You're staving off elimination. Right. Cusp. You Cusp. can use it in many. I'm going to stave off lunch because I'm too fat. Yeah. <laughs> Try to use that today at the at the, at the break room. <laughs> That's right. What are you guys having for lunch? I'm going to stave off lunch. Little bit bump. I'm going to stave off lunch because I'm on the cusp of getting fat. Mm. Ah, boom, boom, boom. Oh, fever. fever. Oh, fever. Wow, fever. Just drop something in our right. ear. Okay, I like right. it. Way to let your clacker swing. All right, that was. That was a that clacker was, swing. That was a clacker swing. Good for him. Yeah. Does Nikola Jokic have more pressure on him to win an NBA title than anybody else in the NBA? Certain uh, ESPN voice says yes, and you'll hear why next. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress. Relax in your tub or shower from Bathfitter. Bathfitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. You're gonna need a bigger party. It's time for Schlereth and Evans' big story of the day. Why is this that you're so you're so big? Here's Schlereth and Evans with this morning's biggest story in Denver sports. Big mistake, big huge. Nuggets back to work after the All Star break. They're in Cleveland tonight to play the Cavs. This is the final sprint to the finish line as the Nuggets try to uh, wrap up. The number one seed in the West and maybe the number one overall seed in the NBA. Home court at Ball Arena throughout the entire playoffs, including the NBA Finals. Sounds pretty good. Stephen A. Smith of ESPN came out yesterday with his five NBA players that are under the most pressure to win a title. He had Kawhi Leonard, number five. That one mystifies me. Uh, Nikola Jokic, number four. Jason Tatum, number three. James Harden, number two, and Chris Paul, number one. Now, Max Kellerman, the show that's on in the early mornings before we come on at six, Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, he disagrees with Stephen A. He says that Jokic is under the most pressure to win a title. Jokic is about to be, likely, a not just a three-time MVP, Three consecutive MVPs. I've never seen a disconnect between a guy who wins the MVP that many times in a row 
and his, and a guy's place in basketball. When Larry Berg was doing that, he was universally considered the best player. No, what about that? You know, Berg was considered better back then. I lived through it. I remember. You know, like he wasn't considered maybe not a top five player. You realize Jokic is not in a lot of people's top five. He he floats in and out of my top five, not in my top three. But if he chips up. Now he retroactively gets credit for all those MVPs. It confers a different status on the whole thing. And he immediately goes to among the very greatest players who ever lived from that one chip because of all those MVPs. So there it is. That's the pressure. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree that he's got a lot of pressure on him. Now, the one thing that I think people will give a hall pass on, not, not so much like a hall pass to Jokic, but... All pass because the the Denver Nuggets, let's face it, are irrelevant in the landscape of the NBA. And that's a harsh statement, and I don't mean that they're irrelevant. I mean that nobody pays attention to them. And when they get to the NBA Finals, when they get there this year, everybody's going to, I mean, it's going to be so fun to watch everybody scramble to explain what the Denver Nuggets, nestled in the heart of the Rocky Mountains, Denver you know, and they'll be given all the Denver yeah. Yeah, is actually a high altitude desert. You know, and I mean, <laughs> it's just going to be it's going to be unbelievable yeah. the amount of bending over backwards they do to try to explain what the Denver Nuggets are and who they are and what they've got and 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 oh, it'll be an unbelievable. It will be it will be like a Miss America pageant. Strolling out Jokic to the national television audience, they will go. They will bend over. They'll have packages and comparison packages to what he's done compared to what Wilt did, compared to what Bird did, and their three consecutive MVPs. And you know, I mean, it will be it will be over the top, and I for one will love it. It'll be 2007 October all over. Again. Yes, ESPN. <laughs> faced with the realization that the Colorado Rockies are in the World Series. Right. You know there were, well you were you were at ESPN at that time, weren't you? I was. And you know that there were meetings going on at high levels with producers and everything like that where mm. they were like, "Oh bleep. We've got to introduce the entire country." Yes. To the Colorado Rockies. Most people don't even know they play baseball in Colorado. Correct. I mean, it it there is no question that television executives right now as we speak, are sweating the Denver mm-hmm. Nuggets. Mm-hmm. I love it. They're going out of their way to promote everybody. Oh, now that the Phoenix Suns got Durant. Woo! There's a new sheriff in town. Now Chris Paul's going to get his first championship. You know, Chris Paul is universally known as one of the best players in the NBA in his era, right? He didn't have a championship. He doesn't. And yet, nobody dis... Nobody discounts or disregards what Chris Paul has done over the course of his NBA career. And yet, people can't wait to push Jokic down out of the top five or top whatever because why? Because he doesn't play above the rim? Seven-footer doesn't play above the rim? They don't like that? Like it, it is. But Max is right from this standpoint that in this Try to try to eliminate as a, a Nugget fan, eliminate yourself from this this conversation because this doesn't apply to you. Okay, here you know you you love him, you respect him, you know how great he is. He doesn't have anything to prove to you. But I'm talking mm-hmm. about just the NBA world at large. 
and just legacy. Mm-hmm. And Max is right. The NBA world at large really goes to great lengths to ignore Nikola Jokic and to, to talk about somebody else. They'd rather talk about Embiid. They'd rather mm-hmm. uh, talk about Luka. They, they'd rather talk about other players other than Jokic. That's just that's just the, the NBA world at large, right? Yeah. Okay, now you talk about legacy. And you talk about the idea that, okay, Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell played in the 60s. Uh-huh. And yet, everybody knows who they are. Larry Bird played in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Some, what are we talking, 37, 40 years ago. Everybody knows Larry Bird. My concern here is that if Jokic doesn't win a title this year, 35, 40, 50, 60 years from now, people are going to look at, I oh, hate, well, you know, so and so 40 years from now will be trying to win a third straight MVP. And somebody will Google, hey, let's look up the uh, list of three times straight MVP award winners. It'll say, Will Chamberlain, people will be, even 30, 40 years from now, be like, oh, yeah, Will. Mm-hmm. Bill Russell, oh, yeah, yeah, Bill Russell, yeah. Larry Bird, oh, yeah, Bird, yeah. Nikola Jokic, they'll be like, who? Yeah. Who? What? Right. right. I, I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. So I agree with Max. Nikola Jokic is the NBA player under the most pressure to win a championship. Bar none. Because of the rarefied air he's ready to enter with this third straight MVP. I agree. And, it, and now, I don't know that Nikola feels it. Oh, he doesn't. No, but... But it's it's certainly there. It's certainly there. And I, for one, I like I said, I cannot wait to see the Nuggets in the NBA Finals. <laughs> I know, I know. We got ESPN on, ESPN on every every single morning. And to 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 think, to imagine, you know, you get ready for Denver, Boston, or uh-huh. Denver, Milwaukee. You know, and you just look up and you just watch the the gymnastics that they go through right. trying to talk up the nuggets. Uh-huh. It'll be like the guy the comedian who does Charles Barkley. And he calls him Michael Junior Porter. <laughs> Michael Junior Porter. Hello, hey. I love Chuck. Chuck does not give. He gives zero you know what. Uh-huh. Love that about Chuck. Coming up. Sean Payton took to social media to what? Fire back at his critics? Does he come across looking defensive? Or in the words of Mark Schlereth, did he let his clackers hang? Mm. That's next. It's Schlereth and Evans on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. I don't think uh, Sean Payton had this in mind when he hired... Uh, Kerry Colbert as the receivers coach. Mm-hmm. That news coming down today. The uh, former NFL player, most known for his time with Carolina, but immediately finishing up his playing career around 2011, jumped right into the coaching journey and has worked his way up through the ranks over the last decade plus to the point where in the last five, six years, he's been a receivers coach, tight ends coach at USC and most recently at Florida with the Gators last year. He gets hired to Sean Payton's staff. So how about this one? I don't think I don't think Payton had this in mind, but how about a great little Kerry Colbert Bronco connection? Okay. 
In Mike Shanahan's, I'm reading from Mike Kliss's Twitter, so give Mike credit. In Mike Shanahan's last year as Broncos head coach, Colbert was signed to a three-year deal with a $2.5 million signing bonus. But he got beat out by rookie Eddie Royal and was traded after two games with no catches to Seattle for a fifth-round pick. Wow. So next time you see Shanny, say, ah, Kerry Colbert. How do we know it's not Colbert? Like Stephen Colbert, the Colbert Report. Good point. Do we know that? Kerry Colbert? Sounds a little bit more, has a little more gravitas to it, like a French. If it's Colbert? Yeah. Of course. Like the guy they're talking to, Chris Richard. Mm-hmm. Richard. What if it was Chris Richard? Right. It's like that uh, guy for the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen. Is it Jalen? Jalen Richard? Yeah. yeah. Richard. Jalen Richard's not nearly as imposing. That's right. It's not nearly. It doesn't. Sounds like there's a mystery behind Colbert. Right. Kerry Colbert? Oui, oui. Moral of the story is anytime you can French up a name. It's a good, it's like a good point. Like Mark Schlereth. Ah, mm, mm. <laughs> do French people really do that? Do they, do they do a lot of that? I don't know. I don't know. But you took French. I did. Three years in high school. Right. Mademoiselle, what was her name? Hodgkins. Hodgkins. I took Spanish. Mademoiselle Hodgkins. Man, that lady was like five foot two, but she would wear like eight inch heels to, to school every day. Scary. She have a scary lady. Five foot two with eight inch heels. Oh yeah, she wore big heels. Imposing. Uh, you, we've all had that teacher that just right scares you. Just not like physically imposing, right? But just carries themselves in a way that just makes you piddle down your leg. Yeah. Oh, Mademoiselle Hodgkins was like. <laughs> scary lady. Scary lady. Scary lady. <laughs> now I'm trying to think. Who any... is yours? Who is yours? Everybody out there, scary. who was your scary teacher? Come on. Think back through the years. Somebody's got to come to mind. I'm trying to think of scary. I, didn't, I don't know. Not I... physically imposing. No, like, no. But just, just, whoa. Just really. They radiated it. Yeah. I don't know that I was paying close enough attention when I was in school <laughs> to really have. Anybody that was, like, frightening that way. Dude, I saw the way you looked in high school. I'm sure you had other things on your mind other than teachers that were intimidating. Did I have any intimidating? No, no, not that I... I think most of my teachers were really nice. Really? Yeah, for the most part. Oh, oh wait a minute. Oh, Wait a minute. Oh, okay. I did have my kindergarten teacher. I made my parents switch classes because I wouldn't go. Or first grade, I think it was. First grade? Yeah. What was her, his name? Do you remember? Yeah, Mrs. Downs. Mrs. Downs. She was frightening. First grade. First grade. Intimidated a little Marshlaris so Whoa. much that you went home and to poolside and said, switch me up. I, w- I was, wouldn't go to school. They switched me to Mrs. Gilliam's class. She was sweet. <laughs> Very nice. Yes. Mrs. Downs. It's amazing who you remember. Yes. Yeah, a little short, pudgy, red hair lady. Right. She looked like right out of one of those claymation cartoons. She was like, that's <laughs> frightening. She was like the female version of the heat miser. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Beaver, if you get that song. So yesterday, Sean Payton <laughs> takes to a Twitter. Mm-hmm. Obviously hearing the buzz, the critiques. Right. The, hey, what's taking so long? He tweets, 16 with five to go. We'll mm. fill you in when we're ready. Some took that as, that's my coach. Right. That's right. my coach. There's a yeah. new sheriff in town. You, you, you will get information when I'm ready. Yes. Others right. were like, no. Mm-hmm. Sign that he is defensive, that he's kind of rattled a bit yeah. with everything that's gone on. It's it's very very unusual to see a, a an NFL head coach mm-hmm. go on social media like that. It is. So what it, what it is, is it? How do you it's, describe it? Boy, that's him just going l- let me just tell you how much I care. That's him just just giving you the uh proverbial uh you know, proverbial up yours. Why well, respond at all? Cuz it's fun. He looked at that as fun. Yeah, I, I, I like to mix it up a little bit on Twitter. You know, I, 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 I you do. A, I know you. I, do. Yeah. I made a reference to an old joke that you know would cleaned up a little bit that offended some people. So I would like to take this opportunity to apologize to absolutely nobody. You're welcome. Oh, we're hearing about all the scary ones. All the scary Mrs. Teachers? Russert. Oof, Mrs. Larkin. She sounds mean. Mrs. Russert sounds like a potato. Miss Dickens? Oh, 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 she's scared of Dickens out of you. I don't even know what a Dickens is, but it's scary. Mr. Sonia. Mr. Sonia. Mr. Sonia, sing me a tune. Oh, here's one. I guess it was probably uh, taught German in, in high school. Frau. Is it Fra- Frau? Frau? Frau. Frau Dubois. Frau Dubois. Sister Xavier. Oh. Oh my gosh! That doesn't have a ruler across the knuckles, right? Sound to it, Mrs. Ichikawa. Yep, well, y'all have one. Yeah, you all have one. I don't care how long it's been since you've been out of school. Mm-mm. You always remember. You remembered first grade. Can you remember all your teachers? I can. I can. I'm uh-huh. pretty sure. Yes. Let's see. We had. Um, oh, let's see. Miss Smith uh-huh. in first grade. Another terrifying lady. Uh-huh. First grade. What is it with the school uh, systems deciding to scare the hell out of us when we're first graders? Yeah, they want to get you in line early. <laughs> they put right? the meanest ones down in the first grade. I had Miss, uh, let's see, Miss Bischoff, my second year. Miss uh, Second grade, Mrs. Hurley, third grade. Mrs. She Hurley. was as old school as they get. I love Mrs. Hurley. Uh, Miss, uh, let's see, fourth grade was Mr. Gatos. Uh-huh. Fifth grade was Miss Stephanitis. Miss Stephanitis. Stephani- Miss Stephanitis. Uh-huh. Not Stephanopoulos. Steph- Stephanitis. Yeah. Stephanitis. Fifth grade. Remember all my own. Sixth grade? Well, then you're into junior high. We had different. We had like a class. Oh, you guys had. Okay, you guys yeah. had. So, so when we, you, went, we went from first to, to sixth. Who'd you have in sixth? Mrs. Beller. Mrs. Beller. See? Her husband, her husband actually played for the Patriots. Beller? Beller. Yeah. He was like he was a backup offensive lineman that probably played for a year or two. Okay. Oh yeah. They're all coming out. Yeah. For Mrs. Sure. Stansberry. Mrs. Stan. Mr. Barth. Mr. Barth. 
Miss Lauber and Miss Mason had a reign of terror. <laughs> reign of terror. A reign of terror. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that amazing, though, that uh-huh. you can still remember all of your elementary school teachers, each grade, all the way up through? <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Richie Carney weighing in. My second grade teacher, Mrs. Basin, terrified me. She was probably 6'1 with ashy gray hair. She had the most icy stare. Big knuckles, probably. To this day, if I saw her out and about, I'd avoid eye contact. What do you think Richie was like as a second grader? He was dressed up in a too tight shirt and pants with a tie on. (laughs) You were in second grade? Yeah, right. Just stressing out the buttons, his belly's hanging out. (laughs) That's nerd stuff. Oh, okay. You might need a collection on a GoFundMe page to get some clothes to fit. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're, as we uh, wrap things up here, where are your rankings right now, your wish list rankings when it comes to uh, defensive coordinator? I'm going, I'm going Patricia one. I would go, um, I would go Rex Ryan two. I would go uh, Sean Desai three, and I would go VJ four. And and, it's, and I like VJ. It's just that he's been here. It's and just too. It just it's, doesn't feel, it's too close. Just, yeah, it just it's feels too close. Not right. Under under different circumstances, I'd be okay with VJ. It's just it's too raw. Yeah, it's still too raw. Mm-hmm. He just he made such a negative impression that to to bring him back, even with Sean Payton's endorsement, it just. He'd immediately be starting behind. We would, although, on the flip side, the positive, we'd have the tallest defense in football. He loves his tall guys. Oh, He loves his tall guys. He looked tall. So this teacher you're saying in first grade. Mrs. Downs. Mrs. Me. Downs. Frightening. Reminded you uh-huh. of this. Had a soundtrack when she walked in the classroom. This would this would be her. She'd be the Eat Miser role in it. Yeah, kind of wild hair. Yeah, red hair, kind of put up top, like almost like Mark Simpson. Just mean. One eye way bigger than the other. You know. Can't look directly in her eyes. You'd like she's like Methuselah. Turned to stone. Yeah, I'm not going to correct you on that. You got that wrong, but I don't know if you did that on purpose. Who knows with you. We're done. Players Club coming up next. When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits.